What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here, as always, on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am the Renegade J.J. Williams, and today I'm going to be discussing from 2015, Vendetta, starring Dean Cain, The Big Show, Michael Eklund, and Ben Hollingsworth. Thank you for joining me, everybody, here, as always for a brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. Like I said, I'm going to be discussing Vendetta, and here we go. Our film begins with Detective Mason Danvers and his partner Joel Gaynor, and they're in pursuit of Griffin Abbott and his brother Victor. Now, Victor is this big-time bad guy. Drugs, racketeering, murder for hire, the whole nine yards. You name it, Victor will do it. And Mason is able to catch him, get him arrested, send him to jail. However, when a key witness goes missing, Griffin and Victor get released. No serious jail time. So in order to seek revenge on the man who locked him up, Victor goes to Mason's house and murders Mason's wife, Jocelyn. Mason and Jocelyn have been trying to get pregnant, have a kid. So far, there's been no luck. Jocelyn tells Victor, you know, don't kill me, I'm pregnant. Doesn't care, he wants revenge, kills her anyway. There goes Mason's dreams of being a father. Mason comes home, finds Victor and the body of Jocelyn. So Mason draws his gun, and he's about to pull a bullet right through Victor's head. And Gaynor and the other officers come in to arrest Victor once again. Gaynor's able to talk Mason down, at least for the moment. And you don't want to do this. Put the gun down. Relax. I understand, but trust me, you don't want to do this. But Mason wants blood. So he ends up going on a revenge mission anyways. Goes to Griffin's house, kills him and some of his associates. This allows Mason to get arrested and sent to the exact same penitentiary that Victor's in, Stonewall Penitentiary. Now, upon Mason's arrival, he's introduced to Warden Snyder, who gives Mason a job in the laundry room. So, you know, trying to rehabilitate everyone, give them a task and a duty to do during the day. During mealtime, Victor comes over takes Mason's food and begins to eat it. He tries to punk Mason out, but Mason holds his own. Doesn't back down whatsoever. Later on in the laundry room, Mason falls victim to a three-on-one assault. And for a while, he's able to hold his own. But eventually the numbers game overtake him, 
They beat him down profusely to where he almost loses his life. Now, while in the prison yard one day, after recuperating from that beatdown, Mason spots Ben Wilson. And Ben is a former detective who now works at the penitentiary. Ben tells Mason that Victor may be the body of the snake, but he's not the head. This leads Mason to suspect that Warden Snyder may have something to do with everything that's going on. Mason gets attacked again, this time one-on-one, -on -one, and Mason's able to defend himself and kill his would-be attacker. He then goes directly after another member of Victor's crew, kills him as well. Victor is able to get an inmate to rush Mason in his cell one day, but Mason holds his own and the two men end up getting separated. Snyder calls Mason in and makes him an offer. Mason turns it down. He doesn't believe he can trust Snyder, wants no part of whatever he's trying to offer. As a result, Mason gets sent to the hold for a week. And while Mason is in the hold, Victor and his crew begin to plot their next move. What are we going to do? When Mason's released from the hold, he's sent back to working in the laundry room. Mason is able to use his cellmate to help set up a member of Victor's crew. When Mason kills him, Victor goes to Snyder to get permission to kill Mason but he doesn't get it. We then learn that Victor and Snyder had an arrangement where Snyder would get 50% of whatever Victor made while he was on the outside. But because he let his desire for revenge cloud his judgment, which got him put back in jail, their deal is off. Snyder calls Gaynor, though, you know, in an attempt to try to appease Victor, even though he won't let him get Mason. Snyder calls Gaynor, tells him that Mason is dead, and you were listed as the next of kin, essentially. Need to come down and identify the body. When Gaynor arrives, Victor's crew beat the piss out of him. Mason just happens to come by and sees Gaynor getting assaulted, but some of Victor's crew hold him back, so all he can do is watch. Now at this point, some members of Victor's crew begin to question Victor's authority. They're worried about, will Victor be able to protect them? Since Mason is on this blood mission, anybody that's associated with Victor is getting offed. Couple of people have even, you know, said they might try to make a power play to usurp 
Victor's authority. Mason goes to Snyder, agrees to help him under one condition. That being that Snyder hands over Booker, who is one of Victor's main confidants. When Booker arrives, Mason injects him with something in the neck, kind of paralyzes him. He then proceeds to slice down his arms wide open and just leaves him there to bleed out. Really, really brutal scene. Like some of these kills in this movie are almost on like level of a horror movie, especially this one with Booker. It was intense. Victor then barges into Snyder's office and demands that Mason dies now. He's done playing games. He's taken out a bunch of his low-level cronies. Now he's gotten one of his top level. Victor's not going to stand for this anymore. Once again, Snyder tells him no. Not happening. So Victor decides, you know, screw it. I don't care what he said. When Victor sees Mason in the lunchroom, he's about to make a move. He gets up and he starts to make his way towards Mason. Mason sees him coming. So he reacts. He punches a prison guard, breaking his nose. And as a result, the other guards jump on him and take him out of there. Now, this isn't about Mason being afraid of Victor. It's about Mason wanting Victor by himself without a bunch of other people that he's involved with that can help him. A very smart decision by Mason. As a result, he ends up going back in the hold. So, you know, that wasn't very smart. But by doing this, he's able to pick and choose his moment. While in the hold, Snyder comes for a visit to make sure that they're still on the same page, try to plan their next move. And Mason tells him, I don't have a deal with you. I have no use for you now. This, of course, upsets Snyder. So Snyder goes back to Victor. And the two of them make amends. Snyder goes and he puts in transfer transfer papers for Mason. And get him out of his penitentiary. If he can get him out, Victor doesn't have to worry anymore. He doesn't have to worry anymore. Just get rid of the problem altogether. Well, this, of course, now means that Mason's time is limited and fulfilling the rest of his blood mission. Mason's cellmate tells him that one of Victor's other close confidants, Drexel, is on the roof. Mason goes up there to finish him off, and the two get into a fight. A couple of 
other associates of Victor's jump in. Mason's evil to dispatch them fairly easy and comes back to just being Drexel and Mason. Mason throws Drexel off the roof on top of another prison guard, killing them both. This incites a riot in the prison yard. Now, during the riot, we finally, finally get Victor versus Mason one-on-one. -on -one. And for the most part, Victor dominates. I mean, no disrespect to Dean Kane, but we are talking about seven feet tall, close to 500 pound Paul White, the big show. Dean Kane may have been Superman in the 90s, but not so much anymore. While Mason does get some good shots in, like I said, Victor does dominate for the majority of the fight. During the fight, Snyder enters the prison yard, and he shoots Mason in the shoulder, hands the gun over to Victor, and tells him to finish the job. But in order to cause a rift between Snyder and Victor, Mason tells Victor that Snyder handed him Booker, allowing him to kill him. Now that Victor is distracted, Mason gets up and gets away. Again, not that he's trying to run away, not that he's scared, but he wants to regroup so he can get his facilities back about himself and try to carry out his revenge as well. Mason ends up getting confronted by some of the other inmates. He defeats them and kills a couple of them in the process. And eventually, Victor and Mason resume their fight. And right as Victor is hovering over him, about to pull the trigger and finally kill Mason, Mason reaches into his pocket and pulls out a blade that he's been carrying, slices Victor's throat, finally getting his revenge on the man who murdered his wife. He's bleeding out of his neck. Again, very, very brutal, very, very gory, almost on a horror movie kill level of grotesque. But you want to see it happen because of what Victor did to Jocelyn. Snyder is about to shoot Mason himself now that Victor is dead. And Ben storms the scene and places him under arrest. Our movie ends with Mason telling Snyder he'll see him real soon, which is the same thing Victor had told him after he had arrested him in the beginning of the film prior to him getting out and murdering Jocelyn. This was a very intense movie, not going to lie. Damn good, but intense. The suspense was built up so beautifully over each part of the movie, like you were waiting before we would finally get 
that Victor Mason fight. You were waiting to see which one of them was going to extract their final revenge. And for Mason to get that revenge on the man who killed his wife, his pregnant wife at that, taking away his dream of being a father, that was brutal but well played. Damn good movie. I'm going to give Vendetta three and a half out of five. I do wish it had had a little bit more star power. You know, the big show in Dean Kane, and that was about it. I thought I knew Michael Eklund, but it turns out he's not who I thought he was because I didn't recognize any of his other filmography, really. He will be popping up a couple more times this month, though, as he has done quite a few films for WWE Films. I believe he will pop up again in two of our Stone Cold features that'll be coming up. So it'll be interesting to see how he progresses as the month goes on as well. Three and a half out of five stars, though, for me when it comes to Vendetta. Don't forget to get out there. Get those hashtags trending on social media. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag Shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Don't forget to get out there. Do what the commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network. Get your official Jeff Meacham Network merchandise. The logo shirt for the network, talk wrestling, Meachamania, and more. Get you your official wardrobe for the Casa D18 Brotherhood, your renegade J.J. Williams shirt, Dad's Not Always on Wrestling, hashtag Statboy Approved, and so much more. Tomorrow, right here exclusively on the Casa D18 Studios, when we bring you another brand new episode of Renegades Reviews, make sure you join me as I discuss Stone Cold Steve Austin in Hunt to Kill. Should be another good one with the Texas Rattlesnake. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here for another episode of Renegades Reviews. Make sure you leave me your comments in the comment box below. I will reply to them. I might read them on the air when I do Renegade Recap at the end of the month. Date TBD. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next time.